And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. It's great to be here with you. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. So thank you for being part of today's program. And we hope that you can share this program with your friends and family, those of you following us on social media. So stay tuned for today's program as we have a great program prepared for you today that we title Idolatry in the last days. And we'll talk about this, how God feels about idolatry. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your great blessing on each and every one who's tuned in. We thank you for your great love uh, and the promise of a great future with you. Uh, Lord, we look forward to your return to rapture the church up to heaven. We pray in the meantime that we will live holy lives and be committed to evangelism to bring as many people to you as possible. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for our time together here today. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Again, you're turning to a truth will set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Vic Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about idolatry in the last days. So we hope that you can continue to stay tuned to our program. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, welcome. Welcome, brother. Hope you're getting all prepared and ready for your trip to the Dominican Republic. Maybe you could tell our folks uh, what you plan on doing down there. Oh, thank you, Nathan. Yes, we're going to be heading for a short-term mission trip to the Dominican Republic. It's going to be around five days, and we're going to go there to support a doctor that has a wonderful clinic uh, to the community, ministry as well. And we're going to just be there supporting and praying as they have a great need for a pastor and someone who does dental work. And we'll also be visiting a few villages, Nathan, that we hope to also support with uh, medical equipment and also um, uh, medical supplies while we're there in the Dominican Republic. So we're very excited about that. And of course, looking for opportunities to pray with people and, and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Good thing you're bilingual. I bet that comes in handy. It does, Nathan. It does. Si, hablo un poco de español. <laughs> <laughs> I only speak Klingon, and so that doesn't help me very often. Oh, yeah. But so, Nathan, we, we've actually been going to Dominican Republic for over 12 years, even longer than that. And we've done a lot of missions trips there. We have just been invited to Haiti as well. I was invited to Cuba, many places. So we'll see how the Lord opens up and provides these next years uh, to be able to just uh, see what we can do for the people of God in these countries. Excellent, man. If, if anybody wants to get further information or help uh, support that endeavor in any way? Is there an option through Calvary Chapel, uh, Speedway, or some other place? Oh, absolutely, Nathan. Individuals can always call us or text us via WhatsApp International at 305-992-9537. They can also uh, support the ministry. We use um, Venmo, PayPal, uh, uh, different ways for people who want to donate and contribute for materials or uh, just support the ministry and they can just get a hold of us and we can give them more information, but they can also um, just go to cca.university, cca.university there. That's also the website that's tied to uh, Speedway Church, Calvary Chapel, and there's more information in giving there. So thank you, Nathan, for asking. Sure. I, I guess most people don't realize that uh, you're kind of uh, tri-vocational. Uh, not only are you a pastor of your own church and uh but you also serve this ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministries, as an evangelist. Maybe you could tell folks uh, connecting with our ministry a little if they're new to Lamb and Lion Ministries. 
That's absolutely right, Nathan. We, you and I have had the privilege for many years to uh, minister together, especially here in Lamb Lion Ministry, and it's a great privilege to uh, serve here. And individuals can simply go to uh, ChristinProphecy.com.org for more information. And also they can learn about an upcoming conference that we're excited about, right, Nathan, in just about two weeks or so. Uh, July 22nd and 23rd, we'll be hosting our annual Lamb and Lion Ministries Bible Prophecy Conference here in the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, there's still seats open. So if you'd like, go to our website at ChristInProphecy.org. There you can sign up. Uh, conference is free. It's just a $10 registration fee. And uh, if you can't make it, we will be live streaming it through our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel all day on the 23rd. So we hope you guys can join us and help. Uh, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we also want you to get excited like we are about Jesus soon return. So check out our, our rapture-themed annual Bible prophecy conference. It's got Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson as our featured speakers, along with Tim Moore and Dr. David Reagan, Vic, me, and others. And uh, you can find out more about that on our website at ChristInProphecy.org. Ooh, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be so much fun, Nate. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Nathan. And uh, just excited for all the wonderful things God is doing in the midst of the challenges that we're going through in America. But we've seen a little glimpse of hope these past two weeks, right, Nathan, with uh, uh, Roe versus Wade and just the, 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 the blessing that it could be for the future generations to come. Oh, my word. We're about to release one of our prophetic perspectives videos called uh, so much winning. You know, after Donald Trump used to say that, so much winning. Uh, with the Supreme Court about to go on recess, they're releasing so many of the different cases they've been reviewing. And brother, every one of them has been pretty much 100% strong on Judeo-Christian values, on the Constitution. It's pushing back against this rampant leftism that's consuming so much of the country. And brother, you're right. After 49 years, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. The states can now make the decision where the states always should have been the ones making the decision. It gives us decisions back to the power of the people, and it, it's going to save babies' lives. I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited about the, uh, the Supreme Court protecting people's rights to carry and protect themselves, carry guns. Uh, uh, Coach Kennedy, you know, you can pray wherever you want. If states have funding for schools, you can use that to, towards your private Christian school, if you want. I mean, each of these is a great blessing. And of course, we've been hearing Satan howl and scream and yell for the last two weeks every time a new case is released, a new ruling. But I just want to praise the Lord for uh, the justices Clarence and Alito and others who have just done. Uh, they followed the Constitution. They followed, I believe, the Bible in a lot of instances. And uh, they're holding back the tide of evil that's kind of well, is consuming this country right now. Mm. Nathan, and that buys us time as believers because we know that when we repent in certain areas and we do what's right, the Lord, uh, you know, holds back judgment. And uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about is idolatry, Nathan. And really, this nation has been sacrificing uh, babies, if you will, at the altar for many years, much like in the Old Testament, uh, uh, the, the heathens used to do with the bowels. And uh, people don't see that, you know, idolatry is something that is wicked, is evil. And even in the forms of sacrificing babies like we were doing in our country for so many years. So uh, we're so glad uh, for this um, uh, Roe versus Wade and, and also just a wonderful opportunity as that was reversed to now uh, give opportunities for life in our country for the future, you know? 
Oh, yeah. We have, last I've seen, 63 million aborted babies on our hands. Roe v. Wade came out. And, uh, China, over 300 million aborted babies. There's no country in the world, really, that can escape abortion and what the damage has done. And you think about all the people that have been so emotionally scarred from it, and we're seeing mm. them out on the streets protesting. It's a terrible, terrible thing. And the Lord's going to judge our planet, not just our nation, brother, but I think our entire planet definitely is the Bible prophesies because we have the blood of the innocent on our hands and we've sacrificed them. You know, in the biblical times, they used to take this hideously ugly statue of this uh, demonic God called Molech and they'd superheat the hands and they'd place the baby on the hands and the hands that would burn the baby up. And the people believed that by sacrificing the Molech, then they would have prosperity. Same with the Baals. Uh, the bales were gods of of um, fertility and, and rains and harvests. And if they did child sacrifices, it would appease the gods. Well, we know the gods. We, we might think of them as fictional, but they're not. They're, they were actually demonic entities that the people were worshiping and hoping to placate. It hasn't changed today, uh, except the gods that we sacrifice, the idols we sacrifice to are the, the idols of self. Uh, you know, just a... Uh, a friend of mine who sits on the other political aisle, she uh, started posting on her Facebook page pictures from that, that ridiculous show, The Handmaiden's Tale. You heard of that? You know, it's like, what happens if, if Christians took over the world? Well, it turn all women into sex slaves and handmaidens. It's so ridiculous. But she was posting pictures of that, and, and uh, her friends were jumping on saying how terrible it was that Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I wrote and said, hey, babies' lives matter. I am so praising the Lord that God is given us the Supreme Court that he has. And man, you should have heard the vitriol from these women. But each and every one of their excuses about why abortion should be legal pointed back to the fact that they had become their own idols. They worshiped themselves. Mm. Nathan, that's a very good point. And this is why we need discernment. We need prayer. And we are so thankful for all the Christians that also have been praying earnestly all these years uh, to see the hand of God move, and and that's what that's what needs to continue in our nation. And you know, Nathan, you and I have been going through Ezekiel, and the same thing was happening with 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 God's people. Uh, they began to stray from the truth, and they began to dabble into the idolatrous things of the nations around them. And God sends them the prophet Ezekiel, in a sense, to let them know, hey, that God knows what's going on. That what they've been doing in the dark, God sees it, and. And that we can't get away with sin. God is going to uh, sooner or later judge sin. And, and that's what we were looking here in Ezekiel chapter 8 with these visions of, of this uh, messenger that came to Ezekiel and actually took him, in a sense, to this vision, to these places to see what was going on in the temple of God. And that's where we pick it up in Ezekiel 8. Uh, Nathan, would you be able to read for us verses 7 uh, through um, uh, 10, and I'll read verses 11 through 12 in case someone doesn't have a Bible and they can follow along with us? Sure, yeah. Open up your Bibles, Ezekiel chapter 8. We'll start with verse 7. So he, God, brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, there was a hole in the wall, and then he said to me, Son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. And he said to me, Go in and see the wicked abominations which are they are doing there. So I went in and saw in there every sort of creeping thing, abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around on the walls. 
Verse 11, and there stood before them 70 men of the elders of the house of Israel, and in the midst to Jehazaniah, the son of Shaphan, each man had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark, every man in the room of his idol? For they say, The Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. Isn't that amazing, Nathan, when you look at that and compare that to today? It kind of reminds me of that story about Saul. If you remember, King Saul was getting to the end of his reign. He was going into battle. He couldn't get Samuel to tell him what the Lord's will is because God had abandoned Saul for his disobedience. And so he went to a witch, the witch of Endor, and was trying to get guidance from her. In other words, divination and necromancy, things that are totally prohibited in the Bible by God. And yet he was looking for some kind of guidance. And he thought that if he disguised himself and snuck out in the dark, that no one would see him. But as we see here with Ezekiel, of course, the Lord sees there's nothing that the Lord doesn't see. And so what we think when we're sinning in the dark, it's all going to be brought to the light. Kind of like that Johnny Cash song, uh, God's going to cut you down. What man does in the dark, he brings into the light. Mm, Nathan, and it just that's exactly what it is. It reminds me of what the Bible says in John chapter three verses 17 through 21. Uh, and of course, everyone knows a very important passage, John 3, 16. But then verses 17 through 18 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And verse 18 says, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation. The light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil has has hates the light and does not come into the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes into the light and his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. And Nathan, this is what we, what we read here. You know, these individuals thought they were hiding uh, things. Uh, they were they, they were supposedly doing things in the dark, but we can't hide from God. God sees it all. <laughs> yeah, God is omniscient. In other words, he knows everything. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful and he's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere. Uh, there's a verse, I don't know the reference off the top of my mind, but it says how the God is sees everything, you know, in the depths of the sea and the grave and you you just there's no running away from God. And as Jonah learned, you know, you can get on a boat and sail as far away from the place where God told you to go as you want. But God's there. <laughs> and uh, so we we got to live our lives realizing this, that that if we think our sin is being hidden, then uh, it's not. God knows. Uh, over our lunch break, uh, I was with a co-worker of mine here, a co-minister here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. And we were talking about the whole Hillsong debacle, you know, uh, there's a big expose on, I believe, Netflix or uh, some channel that was talking about and showing all the corruption inside Hillsong and all the evil that was done and from various members. Not saying the whole organization is, but a lot of their leaders are falling due to child uh, molestation issues, affairs, cheating, drugs, alcohol, stuff like that. You know, these people think that they're they can do these things and nobody will know, but God always ends up exposing it in the end. You know, even uh, Ravi Zacharias, he might have died, but eventually, very shortly after his death, it was exposed and his whole ministry collapsed. So it's a shame that these Christians are committing these sins, 
But uh, if they thought that they could get away with it, they will not. God will bring it up, and eventually we'll all stand before God face-to-face one day in judgment. And so he will bring up those sins to us then. Mm, Nathan, very good point. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we're talking about idolatry in the last days, how God sees it all. Nathan, there's a saying that someone, a pastor used to say that he says, I don't want to just start well, I want to end well. And I believe that's, that's our prayer for you and I in our ministry is that we will end well, that uh, we can, uh, people can look back and 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 say, wow, you know, uh, these individuals ran well and Satan is out there trying to uh, stumble people and uh, allowing them to do certain things that they think nobody sees, but you can't, you cannot mock God. God takes idolatry very seriously. God doesn't want any idols. Uh, and that's what Exodus chapter 20, Verses one through five is all about, right, Nathan? How God, uh, what God had to say about idolatry. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and read for us Exodus 20, verses one through five? We're of like minds. I'm already there. Yes, uh, we're going back to the Ten Commandments. And so we're going to, now, I don't know if God has them in a particular order in his mind, but certainly the first two he does. And says, God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord you God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. So that's the first commandment. God first, no other gods. And then second, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, or is the water under the earth. And you shall not bow before them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations for those who hate me. So what we're seeing here is, is that God says, hey, there are two things that the worst thing is that you will run after other gods because they're not really gods. I'm the only God, right? If you're running after other gods, you're either worshiping yourself or you're worshiping Satan and his forces. Those are the only options here. But two, don't make yourself in a carved image, carved idol. Now, what's wrong with idols if they don't mean anything? Well, an idol is basically you creating your own God to worship as humans there's something in us uh, that we were created to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and, and our Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so we'll fill it with other things. And that's what idol worship is. Or we don't want to follow God. We want to create our own idol, kind of like the Israelites in the wilderness where Aaron made those two golden calves. And he says, yeah, we are going to, those are going to be the incarnations of God. And we just read in Ezekiel, same thing. The elders of Israel are like, oh, God's not with us. He's abandoned us. Why? Because of their sin. So we're going to create our own gods and worship these idols and hope they do something for us. Now, we got to laugh because what's an idol? It's just a piece of wood or metal, and it's nothing, and it can't do anything. Uh, but at the same time, people still worship them. And, brother, there's still idol worship out there today. I've been on a—you're uh, from New York City, and I've been to New York City uh, for a world religions tour, and we stopped at a Hindu temple. And they had idols everywhere, every size and shape, hideous, ugly things decorate they're giving them milk baths and washing them and laying down before them and prostate and and burning incense and uh just you know idol worship happens today but there's also the idol worship of self and that's i think what most westerners really suffer from today mm, excellent point nathan that and, and again people don't need to recognize that there are spirits that are tied to idol worship in the miami area where i used to live for many years they have these little they call them nichos 
they actually build these small altars, Nathan, and sometimes you can even see them on the streets. And they're littered inside, filled with candles being burned to them, to the Virgin Mary. And it's, it's so spooky that, that, that you just pass by it and you feel these spiritual entities uh, all around it. And people need to recognize when you play with Ouija boards, when you're playing with these things, it's for real. This is uh, something to take serious. And there's demonic spirits tied to these things. And, you know, Nathan, verses 13 and 14 of Ezekiel 8 there say, And he said to me, Turn again, and you will see greater abomination that they're doing. So he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house and set my dis to the and, and my dismay, women were sitting there weeping uh, for Tammuz. And again, we see uh, we see that in in certain religions today, people weeping for for the Virgin Mary and burning candles at their feet and and uh, rev making reverence of these idols. And and again, the Bible says, you know, God takes idolatry seriously. Yeah, and when you say uh, worshiping Mary, you're just going back a few cultures, a few people groups. Tamas was a Sumerian fertility god. Uh, the Greeks called the god Adonis. And uh, you hear about Artemis or Ashtara, uh, Aphrodite. There are all versions of the fertility god that people worship, the goddess worship. It goes back to the old Babylonian idol worship that just changed hands and changed names as it went from one culture to the next to the next till the early church in the 300s or so merged when the, the church became the state religion of the Roman Empire. Well, the Romans took the Roman gods, swapped them with saints' names, and still kept up the same pagan worship. So a lot of this Mary worship you see today where Jesus is, is forever an infant or dying on a cross, never resurrected, uh, you know, never anything about his ministries, because what they're worshiping is Mary, who is, if we go back here, Tamas. I mean, it's that we're talking about just the same old gods and goddesses in the hopes that that's why she's a perpetual version in Catholicism. Now, you would know Catholicism better than me because of the culture you came out of. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, if you go to, um, let's see, let me think of his name of uh, Mike Gendron's website. Uh, well, just look up Google Mike Gendron. Uh, he was a Catholic who got saved and now has a ministry to Catholics. And Mike Gendron uh, has uh, great articles that show how much of Catholic worship today mirrors the Babylonian, Greek, and Roman fertility gods and goddess worship that they just changed the names to saints and, and Christians. So, brother, you're absolutely right. What you were seeing might have been called Mary, but you really saw a little shrine of Tamas there. The excellent point. Oh, yeah, Nathan. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, that reminds me, too, that you and I, we did an interview with Mike uh, in uh, two conferences ago, and they can find that also on the Christ and Prophecy website on the YouTube channel. Uh, he did a fantastic job uh, talking about some of these things. And, Nathan, you know, one of the things that the Bible says to God's people, according to 1 John 5, 21, he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. And you made a good point, Nathan. There's so many different things that we idolize today. Uh, and of course, you and I always joke around when we talk about American idols, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Americans have tons of idols. You know, you look back and you say, oh, all these gods and goddesses, they were like superheroes. Well, what is our culture worship today? Superheroes. You'll find that people know more about the origin story of Spider-Man or Superman or what their power ratios are or what they can do. 
And he asked them, well, what do you know about Jesus Christ? Oh, he was a good man. He lived a long time ago. And that's about all they know. And they don't even get the good man part, right? He's the son of God. You know, he's a deity. And so you've got this worship of superheroes today. You've got this worship, of course, like I said, of self. Uh, uh, hedonism is a form of worship. It's a worship of pleasure. We've got materialism, the worship of stuff. And boy, you know, the Western world is really addicted to that. And also humanism, the worship of self. So you get those three isms. You know what happens, Vic? It always when you have those as your idols, you end up with nihilism. And mm -hmm. nihilism is that state where you are devoid of any hope or life. That's where you, you wish to kill yourself, basically, because those things will never satisfy you. So when the God's saying, hey, I'm a jealous God, I don't want you worshiping idols, it's not about God per se. It's not, you know, he's got this ego or something like that. He's wanting to protect us from the, our own self-destruction. Uh, what's best for us always, and the only thing that's best for us is Jesus Christ. He's I, why we were created. And if you don't live according to how you were created, you're always going to be miserable and live in nihilism. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And, you know, as uh, uh, and even as we fast forward, this idolatry is going somewhere because we find, especially in the time of the tribulation, where God begins to knock down all these idols. And yet, even with all that happens in the seven year period in the tribulation, especially the last three and a half, the great tribulation, Revelation chapter nine, verses 20 through 21 uh, uh, details to us the heart of the people. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to Revelation 9 and read for us verses 21 through 22? Yes. Uh, let's, uh, can we back up to 20 there? I think 20 would be better. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, 20. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, because there is no 22. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like 20 through 21. I apologize. No problem. I'm just messing with you, brother. We just want to see if people have their Bibles, Nathan, and they're following along. That's what it is. There you go. I know this is a, a very interesting verse because it tells you what the main sins are that will define the tribulation time period. So verse 20, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons, the idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. So what do we got here is the five main sins that will define world society under the Antichrist rulership of the world. It's one, idol worship. In other words, worship of demons. And here's another example where idol worship is demon worship. Uh, they're murderers. They're killing each other. They're sorcerers. They're basically Satanists. They're working in Satanism. Of course, they're sexually immoral. And we're certainly seeing that our whole society is obsessed with sex right now. And they're crooks. They're thieves. They're stealing. So this is the absolute bottom that humanity can get. And that's what's going to happen during the tribulation time period. And what is the main cause of that? Again, it all stems back to the worship of self and the idol worship. And Nathan, this is like it's really eye opening when we see all these judgments and people are still clinging on. Uh, uh, to their idols. And, and we see again, like we're saying here, you know, uh, um, Jesus came, he died, he rose again from the dead to pay for your sins. We are to trust in him and, and him alone. He said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life and no man comes to the father, but through me. And this is why idol worship is so dangerous. And as we get ready to close Ezekiel chapter eight, uh, 
we're going to see here how God feels about this because it's outlined for us there in, in verses 15 through 18. And, and this is very serious. And we want you to pay close attention to these verses uh, because we see what's going on here uh, in more details. And so, Nathan, uh, we're going to pick it up. I'll read verses uh, 15 through 16. Would you mind reading verses uh, uh, 17 through 18? Let's do it. To Ezekiel chapter 8, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible. It says, Then he said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Turn again, you will see greater abomination than these. So he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and there at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the, the porch and the altar, were about 25 men with their backs towards the temple of the Lord, and their faces towards the east, and they were worshiping the sun towards the east. And he said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? It is a trivial thing to the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they commit here, for they have filled the land with violence. Then they have returned to provoke me to anger. Indeed, they put the branch to their nose. Therefore, I also will act in fury. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, I will not hear them. Mm. Nathan, this is, a, a, you know, so, sometimes people say what people worshiping uh, the sun and throughout history, we have seen people worship so many things. And I I like to say that in, because they rejected the worship of the sun, the S-O-N, we notice they turned to worshiping the sun, S-U-N. And how sad that is. Right, Nathan, because that's really what happens. People begin to make idols of so many things. Yeah, we were created to worship. We were created to have fellowship with our creator. And we have to fill that void somehow. Even the strictest atheists out there, the most staunchest atheists, worship something. And again, it's usually themselves. And so that's what there, there's even this lie going around right now that if you're a Satanist, you're actually worship of yourself, which is nonsense. Because as we read in Revelation, uh, they're not worshiping themselves. Ultimately, they're worshiping Satan because he's the one that supposedly grants them the freedom from God to worship self. And so that's what they're doing. They're provoking God. And so when we started Ezekiel, Ezekiel and the Israelites were exiled out of the land and they had were forced to go to Babylon in, in captivity. So we're kind of backtracking here and we're saying, why did God do this? Well, God did it because every level of government and the society had gone corrupt and evil and idolatrous and murderous. And, and so God's like, that's it. You know, I'm going to have most of you wiped out and a remnant of you will survive in Babylon and I'll purify that remnant and bring them back to Israel to resettle it one day, 70 so years later. And that's what the Lord does throughout history. Matter of fact, even now we live in a, such a pagan society. I mean, people screaming and yelling about wanting the right to kill their babies. And that's awful, awful. But God always keeps a remnant of people who believe in him, who love him and want to worship him. And you know, folks, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Vic, could you tell them how they can come to know the Lord as their Savior? You know, Nathan, absolutely. And again, as we read earlier in John 3, 16, where it says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It's faith. It's believing in Christ that he died and rose again for your sins. And that's what the cross represents. Jesus' arms extended wide for anyone that will believe and come to him, he will grant them eternal life. And wherever you are, if your heart is open to the things of the Lord, you can 
you can share in this wonderful, simple prayer. But if you mean it from your heart, God will transform you from the inside out. Wherever you are, you can simply call on the name of the Lord and just say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I've broken your commandments. But Jesus, right now, I repent for my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart and to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus, you only. In your name I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, and Nathan, yes, a very simple prayer uh, such as that. And God looks at the heart, not at the outer appearance. And if you pray that prayer for the first time, we rejoice with you. We invite you to call us, 305-992-9537. We'd love to give you a Bible and a Bible study guide so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord and continue to focus on him. So we say hallelujah for that, right, Nathan? We rejoice when people turn to the Lord. All of heaven is supposed to rejoice. The angels in heaven are rejoicing when one person comes to know Jesus as their Savior. So if you've accepted Jesus today, know that heaven is celebrating. Ooh, praise the Lord for that. So, Nathan, again, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for sharing these passages and in these passages. And as we uh, talked about this very important subject matter, dealing, dealing with idolatry. So, again, we encourage those of you this week, uh, continue to pray for our nation. And like John the Apostle said to the early church there, little children, keep yourselves from idols. And, keep, and we, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. He's coming back very, very soon. Nathan, we ran out of time for this second with this set for this segment of the program. But what a fun study. Thank you so much, Nathan, for joining us. Oh, brother, it's always good to be ministering with you. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we're out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Thank you for being part of today's program.